that has those banners across the top that say what, you know, I can remember like seeing it. And then somewhere along the line, I, I certainly never clicked on it. I've sort of been detached from the Disney Junior section of, of things. But somewhere along the line, more and more and more Twitter discourse started showing up about yes. this show, Bluey, which is which is why we want to talk about it today. Not just what yes. is Bluey, but like why are adults obsessed with it? <laughs> Well, see, that's how I got into it. I got thrown into the Twitter discourse where someone showed a Twitter clip of the little, uh, I think it's a Jack Russell, who apparently has, like, focus issues. Oh, we forgot to explain this. So Bluey is a show about dogs in Australia. Uh, It's about two um, little girl children dogs and their dog parents. And actually, everybody's a dog. Yes. And The joke is they're all different dog breeds. Yeah, they're all different dog breeds. Side note. What I also love about the show is that they have, like, pet names. They don't, they're not named, like, Mark and Lisa. They're named, like, (laughs) Bandit. (laughs) That was going to be one of my first points. I love that they, like, that one of the jokes is they are kind of basically still dogs. Like, the littlest, (laughs) like, their little cousin doesn't know how to talk, so she's still on all fours and, like, barks and, like, like, bites at people. I like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't have names like Greg or Steve. It's, like, actual dog names. And I love that they make so many jokes about, like, the physiology of dogs. Like, right. the little Pomeranian's too small to do anything. And the little wiener dog has little sausage legs, so he can't run fast. Right. It's, it, uh, if it were just that alone, I'd be like, great show. I'm on board, Nothing, yeah. No notes. Um, so, yeah, the show is called Bluey after um, the main character, whose name is Bluey. She is a blue dog. Um, she has a little sister named Bingo, and her two parents are named Bandit and Chili. And it's the four of them, and each episode follows a day in their lives. And this is an internet sensation, and um, people really love it. Not just children, although many children love it, but many, many, many adults love it. And we're here to talk yes. about why that is, including the two of us. <laughs> Yes, I have gone down, one, let's just get out of the way. I really love this show. When Sydney suggested this, it was the first time I started watching it. Uh, I've basically been watching it nonstop. Well, not even in preparation of this, just because I wanted to keep watching. Just for enjoyment, yeah. I had a little bit of like a crisis when I discovered I'd reached the final episode, when I'm like, wait, why isn't it just recommending the next episode and realizing that I had run, the well was out of water. Yeah. Um, Yes, I have, to underline that this is a, show show loved by adults as much as kids i now like occasionally chime into multiple youtube channels of just adults talking about bluey stuff absolutely um, i think the first time i talked to you about it i think i said something along the lines of what is with this blue dog and why are they everywhere yeah 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 um but yeah I, we just you know slowly came across like so many different tweets about adults um in almost encouraging their children to watch bluey just so that they can also watch it um today i came across an episode of um not an episode but the voice actors who play bandit and chili were on the tonight show with jimmy fallon and he was like gushing over (laughs) how much he loves watching bluey even though he does have two small children of his own but that bluey is his favorite show (laughs) yes um yeah, it's, it is kind of wild how, like, 
organic it all felt. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, one, well, one, because this technically, like, it's almost the equivalent, I'm trying to think of what an equivalent would be, and I keep coming to Arthur because Arthur was made by PBS, like, this was made by, like, public broadcast. It was made by the Australian Broadcast Company and the BBC. Yeah. So, like, you know, man, I wit, well, I guess Arthur's cool, but other than that, like, what cool, what show this cool has our government financed? Um, I don't, um, yeah, other than, like, Arthur and all of those PBS things that get wrapped up into that, but you know what, let's, let's, let's hold that thought, because that kind of brings me to the first thing I want to talk about, is, like, what sets Bluey apart from similar children's programming, and, like, some of the more, the, the, here's the thing that people point to first when talking about comparing this with other pre-K um things on disney and 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 otherwise um this show does not feature it's actually it's a show that does not really speak directly to its audience at all Mm -hmm. um which most if not all of this kind of children's programming does and is intended to speak directly to the viewer not just speaking to it but instructing it to do something Bluey features sort of zero education. Um, Maybe, like, just by coincidence, I'm sure there are, there is something to be learned about sharing and taking turns and cleaning up after yourself. That we we see Bluey and Bingo doing things like that, but um, there is no lesson to be learned. So, and, you know, not only is it, does it, not teach its audience anything it's it it is a show that relies on the audience being smarter than bluey and bingo right i i think i would describe it as it's a very simple show but it doesn't hold your hand like i i meant to bring up dora the explorer in this context where she literally stops and says can you help me figure this out and right bluey trusts the audience to figure out what the lesson of the episode is like the parents usually give lessons of some kind but you figure out yeah. it out alongside Bluey. You know, it's not like right. Blue's Clues or Dora where it kind of pushes, you know, it asks you, mm-hmm. hey, can you figure this out? And then shoves you toward the answer. Like, it lets the right. slice of life little episode it depicts. And it's like, well, the lesson's self-evident here. Like, if you exactly. follow along with the game they're playing, you'll understand what they're going to learn from this. Right. Now, that is the perspective of... if if we ourselves watching this were actually age appropriate, if we were children ourselves, that's how we relate to it. Right. But the bigger question is, the bigger question here is like, how do we as adults relate to this? One of the, I, I like pulled this quote from, um, it's called entertain the elk is like a YouTube channel that I found that gave a little video essay about this, who says that, uh, Bluey has become synonymous with modern parenting. And I couldn't agree with that more it's that the best way that i can describe bluey is that it is not a show necessarily sure it is a show for children but most importantly it's a show about children it's a show about the nature of children and about the nature of getting to witness them like become yeah i think honestly that is a perfect way to put it because like and we talked a little bit about this with our muppet episode about like there's a very dismissive attitude a lot of children's entertainment producers or, like, the people who make these decisions have of, like, oh, you can just throw anything on the screen and the kids will watch it. 
and they use that as an excuse to dumb it down as an excuse to be like well then right. we can kind of do whatever we want then within reason and this show does that because it's like yeah kids are right. going to like this because it's a bunch of kids playing and they can relate to a bunch of kids playing right yeah. it's, a, it's dog a dog playing games like a person that's right. funny but at the same time it's like okay but it doesn't as we were saying it doesn't talk down it doesn't hold your hand so like it's an actual story that a parent can get something out of right like it's right. story with a lesson not a lesson that we've crowbarred a story into so you can still get entertained and appreciate the lesson it's teaching you right and on that note of like it being a quintessential like parent show and a show about kids i think what's really good is and like again there are so many youtube videos talking about bandit and chili as like the plutonic ideal of what a parent should be right but i really appreciate compared to so many other shows it underlines like yes being a parent can be one of the most rewarding incredible magical things you'll ever do but it's also a lot of fucking work right like, yeah i i was thinking about this it, weirdly i was thinking about this in the context of like barbie how you know the barbie trailer and talking about how radical it was that a doll wasn't a baby and thinking about like man we really do try to brainwash kids into thinking parenting it's the best thing you'll right. be, always be happy if you're a parent well they that that training is exclusively for girls exactly and like well one it's radical that i think bandit arguably play you know he plays with the kids just as much as chili if not more he does a little more like, yeah so many episodes yeah like so many episodes are just him and the kids sort of navigating mm -hmm. situations or like you know trying to negotiate whatever insane game they've come up with right and but also it's like yeah they don't hide that you know ben and chili they're tired and it's not because the kids are bad they're just kids right to the point where bandit literally says something along the line when Bing, um bluey can't sleep he says something along the lines of chili like you know she can't help it mm. and i just appreciate that level of like it's a level of nuance that we haven't been allowed to have with like stories about parents of right. like you're gonna take your lumps but like for those little golden moments that you know are going to last forever for them right it's good you know it'll be worth it then yeah and you know we've talked about this before when we discussed like turning red and strange world that like millennials want to talk about parenthood even though right. most of us a lot many of us are not parents yet and may never be like we want to talk about the nature of family and mm -hmm. the nature of parent-child relationships so badly and like so this is just like perfect for us in this time of our lives where we're all reflecting on our own parenting that we had and informing what sort of parents we maybe want to be and like and so that's what sort of makes a show like Bluey, I want to call it therapeutic. It, I mean, that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. It, to the point where I brought it up to my therapist, I offhandedly mentioned I was watching it to my therapist, and she's like, yes, I'm very familiar with Bluey. <laughs> um, like, especially because, what I, another thing I love about it, it's just, there's something about it that's delightfully low stakes, but at the same time, it, you know, where it's like, if the conflict doesn't work out, it's not going to be the, you know, it'll result in a bad day, but it won't ruin anyone's day. Right. Like, it won't ruin anyone's life. Like, you know, a conflict is Bluey and Bingo are trying to decide what's a fair amount of ice cream to share with each other, and then their mm. ice creams melt. Or, <laughs> like, they're playing, uh, you know, they're playing nail salon on a stump that's eventually going to get ripped out of the ground because they're, like, they need to remove it. Right. Like, 
you know, there's, there's no Daniel Tiger asking the, like, live-action person, what does assassination mean? Right, yeah. And while that has value, at the same time, like, I like that, again, it, this is probably one of the best examples of, like, a slice-of-life show in terms of, like, yes, this is just a little incident that will happen during a day where no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And right. then you combine that with just the most pleasant color palette I've ever, like, yeah. it's alarming how calming... It literally feels like a psychological trick where it's like these exact shades of every single color on the screen will just lower your heart rate and keep you docile. Yes. Um, and, of course, the music. I just need an excuse to bring up the oh. music of Joff Bush. It's... Um, I think I described the music of Luca as, like, the most amazing, wonderful adventure is about to begin. Mm-hmm. This is that, but with, like, a Mario superstar. Like, you're oh. on the Mario track... And you just add the star and just start boosting. Right. Mm-hmm. That is funny. And we have to talk about how actually genuinely hilarious the humor is in the show. <laughs> like, I right. this show has gotten some very surprising belly laughs out of me. Um, and it's like, you know, as I was creating my notes for this, I couldn't help but sort of compare it to Charlie Brown. In the sense that we've got actual child performers. Um, The difference being what makes Charlie Brown hilarious is that there are children sort of like um, pretending to be grownups or or believing themselves to be grownups. But like children are hilarious. They just are. Yes. (laughs) They are absolutely hysterical. And you can tell in the like you can almost I mean, from someone like you and I, we can watch a show like this and almost like see in our minds how this came together and how you sort of direct mm. child actors that aren't really actors mm. they're probably just children doing you know I'm listening to some of like their laughter some of the, some of the times where they're like laughing and I'm like god they got genuine like kid laugh like the, none, of, none of this feels forced or like coached like they got genuine yes. that like those high pitched shriek like joyful like banshee sounds that kids make sometimes they somehow captured those i was going to say it feels like they didn't do more than one or two takes of every single thing because if you were trying to get a specific performance out of them you would just lose it it would just become artificial right whereas it just really felt like oh no these you you're just telling these kids here's what the scene looks like here are the storyboards just act this as you know Mm mm-hmm act to this as you know you would in real life and they just get the most real it's so and that's another thing that separates this from most kids programming most kids programming has this very even for the standards of animation this very heightened way of talking of like yeah hey guys let's go to the park mm-hmm. whereas this just sounds like real people um yeah for sure on the and on the topic of voice actors my understanding is most of the kids are just member like staff members kids and they're just like right. All right you're gonna play this dog you're gonna play this dog and god do i have an endless amount of respect for them to not include those kids names yes, in absolutely. the freaking credits because I, I i can't imagine a single american animation studio that would do that and give those no. kids like the well-deserved Their privacy life. of like hey let's not put someone's face let's right. not put like a seven-year-old's face as bluey and right. like let them deal with that at an age that they shouldn't have to deal with that. Right. I, yes. And there is so much value in that. Although I did, I did see, um, somewhere 
um, that Bluey and Bingo are actually sisters, which really, which adds, which makes so much sense for it makes so much sense for their lines to be recorded together, and for that sort of natural rapport that you see between them to be all genuine. <laughs> Yes, uh, absolutely. And on the topic of, like, how funny this show is, Mm. like, I think one of the funny, like, an interesting, I saw a tweet the other day that's like, you know what, kids have it right. Poop is funny. And I was like, you know what, you're absolutely right. Because this show, like, the humor, well, it's simultaneous, it's such a good mix of, like, really, like, funny, like, deadpan bits of, like, the parents having to play along with these kids and their neighbors (laughs) reacting or Mm -hmm. getting into the game themselves. Mm. Their poor golden retriever neighbor, Pat. Oh, I see. Or Lucky. Yeah, Lucky's dad, as they refer to him. Just constantly being, like, berated and dragged into a game. Like, someone throws a plush crocodile at him and he just has to play along. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that humor. But at the same time, just, like, the dumb things kids say or the weird things they'll pronounce things. Or just, like... The jokes, the poop joke, literally, there's several poop jokes there in this. Are. Or, like, jokes of Bandit getting hit in the ding-dong. Yeah. It's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. There's, like, today I was watching the episode where Bingo really, really, not Bingo, um, Bluey really, really wants to, like, be a fruit bat. And so her dad is, like, well, they follow him into the bathroom, and he's, like, sitting on the toilet, and which is, like, so realistic. Actually, I have a lot of memories of, like, being in the bathroom with my parents while they're using the bathroom and i'm like and looking back i'm like god kids really are completely intrusive like they just this is natural for them but just everywhere all at once right but he he said something like oh if you were a fruit bat like you'd pee all over yourself because you had to you would pee hanging upside down and you'd pee all over yourself and bluey's like i would love that Like, it's just, yeah, they, (laughs) sorry, it, like, it cracks me up right now, but, yeah, that's, that is a level of, I mean, they, they captured it, they captured genuine (laughs) child weird. Yeah, it's, it's the tears of it where it's like, yeah, there's dumb jokes like that, there's, like, gags as simple as, like, a kid mispronouncing something. There's excessive physical comedy, which is, like, the kids being crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Or just, again, the joke of, like, they're trying to stay in the shadows, and the poor little sausage dog has to get carried because his legs are too stubby. Right. <laughs> or that he rolls down a hill and is a projectile because he's a log. <laughs> and then there's, like, the weird domesticity of, like, the parents talking to each other, because all the parents are also really fleshed out. Yeah. Like, there's an episode where Bluey's at the playground, he meets a new friend, and he insists that bandit becomes friends with the kid's dad Mm. and like they're slowly building rapport you just hear their random conversations right or my favorite this actually got censored on disney plus there's a there's a bit from one episode where they're just talking about a vasectomy or like the dog version of that of like getting fixed where he's clearly like yeah i got it done it was like an hour and a half they even let you keep them after and bandit's like yeah i don't know chili wants to keep her options open and i'm like the absurdity of just this painfully like domestic conversation yeah. happening with two cartoon dogs as yeah. our main character is doing like twirly whirls around in the background yeah it's just again it's it's painfully lived in right it's, like it's so like it, it's so funny because i'm like this is just so normal this right. is so norm core that i can't help but love it but they're also dogs uh, yeah like somehow they make this norm core feel 
so delightful and like yeah i want to live this like mundane kind of like everyday life right where the seven minutes we usually tuned into is some kind of new ridiculous game right um someone described it really well as the story of bluey is the story of committing to the bit and that's what yeah almost no questions the parents will jump into the game even if they don't want to Um, right yeah one of my favorite Every episode opens with one of the characters saying what the title of the episode is. And I love the one where Chili goes, this episode is unfortunately called Unicorn. (laughs) Because she's like, oh, I hate this game. Um, Oh, that's really funny. Another example. And I don't want this to just be me rattling off my favorite moments. But, like, there's an episode where New Year, it was New Year's day. And clearly Bandit and Chili are hung the fuck over. Oh, my gosh. They're lying on the ground. Like, one of them's on the couch, Bandit's on the floor, and Bluey and uh, Bingo want to play, like, whale spotting. And they're just like, all right, but we can't move or talk too much. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Did you um, did you happen to see in your mini research um, the Bluey Airbnb? I beg your pardon? Yeah. Is I... it here or in Australia? It's in Australia, they constructed, they designed and constructed Bluey's actual house and designed it with all of the colors and everything, and it is an Airbnb. I, I couldn't. I, I don't want to get that sucked in. I have, to, yeah. I have to have some kind of, like, this can't be like the guy who died after watching Avatar because it was too much for him, or the people who got depressed because they're like, why can't I live there? I need to have some degree of separation yeah. between Pleasant Dog World, Pleasant Dog Aussies, and... Um, sad pennsylvania i am going to have to send it to you the video but yeah there is you can stay in an airbnb that looks exactly like bluey's house inside and out (laughs) i mean i've talked to you off camera a couple times as we've been watching this i used to be obsessed with australia really yes i i feel like i've kind of actually that sounds vaguely familiar actually yes because when i was a kid like like my second console was a GameCube and one of the biggest games I got or the one it wasn't that big but the game that was biggest to me was Tie the Tasmanian Tiger oh. which was like it was basically that era before it was just before all the major game companies gave up on having like a colorful jumpy mascot mm-hmm. so I god I don't even remember who made it but whoever made it this was their like foray into the like well you have to have an animal jumpy mascot Right. And it was just this Tasmanian tiger who lived in Australia and threw boomerangs and collected geodes. Like, that was his version of stars. Well, see, like, I feel like our childhood was filled with a lot of Australian reference. Like, I feel like we li- we grew up in a particularly, like, where children's programming was a lot about, like, wildlife and nature. Oh, yeah, like, so boomerang. And also Steve Irwin was, like, the king. Yes. That was, like, the height of his powers, and he, like, passed away right. when we were in, like, middle, early, middle like, school. late middle school. Something um, like that. Well. He's my birthday twin. Fun fact. I think I told you that a voice recently. in this show. Oh. oh yeah, you did. I, uh, I did know about him, yeah, um, being in the show, too, which is really awesome. But, um. It, it does feel weird. There's always, like, these Australian eras in media. There's always, like. Right. It's just. It feels like every five years or so, we're like, Australia, fuck yeah. Yeah. Dingoes and other things. I can't think <laughs> of any more words. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, because there was like, uh, what was that show? Crocodile Dundee. There was Steve Irwin era. There was like, there's this. Um, that Simpsons episode. Um, have you seen that? Epi- 
I don't know your connection to Simpsons, but that might be a discussion for a different day. Right. There's a period of time when, like, all of, like, the teen Nick shows were, like, set in Australia. Really? Yeah, there's, oh, like, a well, few. Oh, Barry's kind of. Oh. They came off a very no. bossy vibe. But well, I guess they went everywhere. The, I thought they were always in Africa, but. Were they? I mean, there's zebras uh-huh. and rhinos and stuff. So that Anywhere with animals and deserts. Right, right, right. But I really wanted to talk about, like, as we, like, sort of round out this episode, like, what other children's programming, specifically, like, young pre-K children's programming, has gone viral in the same way as Bluey and comparing it? The first thing that pops into my mind is, of course, the infamous Peppa Pig. Are you familiar with the Which Peppa Pig? Which they cited as an inspiration. I didn't, the funny thing is, I know nothing about Peppa Pig. And after hearing that, the, I'm like... I don't want to get into that. I I'll, I have one pre-K show, and that's it. Yeah, she is like a modern Dennis the Menace, except worse. <laughs> I mean, she... Yeah, Peppa, like that's that's just the reason that Peppa Pig has is, is gone viral, is that she is an absolute menace in her world. and But really, she's just a child. <laughs> a very normal kid. But um, she just does hilarious things, and adults have turned her into a meme. That's essentially it. Yeah, it's, it is interesting with that, like, in that context. And Blue, it's like, even Dennis the Menace, it's like, for some reason, our media, like, chastises kids for not acting like adults all the time, 24-7. Exactly. And I like a show that just leans into, like, they're children. It's yeah. fine. This is what kids do. They'll right. learn. And in a lot of ways, the react like, in terms of pre-K stuff, I think it's so interesting, the response to this. I would argue this is the good Caillou. Because adults have wow. made a meme out of freaking Caillou being like, this kid's a brat, his parents are soy boy betas, like, they're so, why don't they ever discipline him? And at one point I'm like, yeah, this show's kind of annoying, but also like, I don't know, man, he's a damn kid, like, let, just let it right. go. Right, there could be a lot of things going on there with Caillou. Right. Um, whereas this show, it's like, yes, again, they're kids, they're prone to misbehavior, they right. often don't listen to their parents, but at the same time you're like... You know, you don't chastise them. You're you're like, oh, they're gonna be okay, right? Like this these is kids normal. Fig- these are good. These are good kids. They'll figure this out. They are. Um, the other comparison I had was My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. Again, oh and now uh, this is a that's a very different energy. Though. This is a completely different energy, but I wanted to talk about it just because it, it is under the umbrella of children's things that adults have taken and made their own. Even though, I mean. This is something entirely different. I almost regret bringing it up, actually. That's not... I don't understand Bruni culture. And at this point, I really don't want to. But at the same time, I feel like there's a more responsible delineation that this still, at its heart, is a show for kids that just happens to be entertaining for adults, like, is accessible to adults. Um, yeah. I was going to say, do you want to... What are some of your favorite episodes or your favorite characters? Because I actually have a lot of favorite dog characters in this oh my gosh well see you you've watched well you've watched the entire series i have not watched nearly as much as you have so i really don't have much in terms of like favorite episode yet i mean i fell in love in the first one like i i could have stopped right there and and not seen anymore and been like yes i'm 100 percent on board um i i actually think bandit well I like Bingo because the cutest, smallest one is always the best. Right. And I do enjoy her bite-sizedness and her voice. 
and I think she does the funniest things. Um, But Bandit is a hoot, and he's kind of like the dad that you want, you know? He almost feels more like the main character in terms of... He really does. And maybe that's the secret of the show. It's like, you could make Bluey or Bandit... Like, Bluey's the main character for the kids, and Bandit's the main character for the adults, and it works as either. Like, it never feels like one overwhelms the other. I mean, I guess right. except the episodes where Bluey's at school, but then you have a cool teacher, Clipso, and she gets oh. to be the adult figure in the room. Um, right. For me, it's just, it's so hard to pick. I like Bluey because I just, I like, I don't know. I, it gets to my point of, like, all the kids are incredibly well-observed in terms of, like, the little things like them just barging into the bathroom or, yeah. like, that Bluey makes jokes about, like, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to pee on myself. But then, like, when her dad pees on his foot a little bit, she freaks out. Or when Bingo doesn't wash her hands, she freaks out. Right. Even something as little as, like, they go to the creek instead of playing at the playground. And Bluey's like, what do we play? Like, I like, like, she's, like, again, she's a well-observed kid in the sense of, like, okay, she's a kid who, you know, we all know those kids who really liked structure, who really liked rules. Yeah. Or another example is, like, there's, like, a bulldog character, or maybe a pug. I think he's a bulldog who, like, keeps sitting too close to people and it's bothering everyone. And Bluey finally explains, like, you don't respect people's personal space. And it's like, yep, there's always that kid. Right. <laughs> like, I just... And I think it's a similar thing to Turning Red, where all of the kid characters are just painfully well-observed in terms of, like... Yeah. They're archetypes, but archetypes you lived with, if that makes sense. Right, that you know really well, or and it's even easy to identify yourself in them. <laughs> I was definitely more like Bluey in not being able to be flexible with, um, <laughs> like, rules changing or things changing. And, and if there was a set rules, like, we had to stick to it religiously and not being able to, like, yes. break character from that. Yeah, that was absolutely me. Oh, yeah. Um, what is your favorite episode of the bunch? Of the ones you've seen? Oh, I... Um, I have no idea. I mean, I really like the one where Bandit and Chili are, like, doing the robot thing. It's mostly Bandit doing the robot, but when they introduce, like, the mommy robot as well. Oh, yes. I enjoy the domesticity of, um, of Chili and Bandit, like, being a married couple. I really, really enjoy that, actually. I do... There's a later episode where Bandit is like, yeah, I'm sorry, I guess the romance is kind of gone. And I'm like, in what fucking universe, in what right. infinite cosmo, is this not the most romantic couple we've ever seen on television? Right. Like, for all the memes about, like, man, isn't it nice to just see a couple on a show who still love each other? I'm like, well, this just goes beyond this. These two are crazy for each other. And isn't it just right. nice? Isn't this just pleasant? It is nice, yeah. <laughs> um, did you say yours? What's your favorite episode? Um, there's an episode late in a later season uh called stump fest the idea is there are two stumps in the backyard uh uh pats stripe and uh bandit gotta take them out they got like coolers of drinks they got axes and hammers they got rock music playing meanwhile bluey and the kids are playing like nail painting on the one they aren't removing first and it's just like they're negotiating to get the kids off of this other stump and the moral of the episode is finally bluey realizing like Oh, for the adults, this is a game. Like we were interrupt that we I thought they were interrupting our game. We we're actually interrupting their game. And I love oh. that cuz it gets to that kid at heart thing where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, once you get older, like like <laughs> the best people you know know how to make everything a little bit of a game. 
And there's right. also just a hilarious subtext of Chili and Stripe's wife um, are clearly a little sloshed for the entire episode. They're like <laughs> watching from the porch and they have like drinks and they're just like hooting and hollering. And I'm like, this is very funny that we just have this like minor bit of like, yeah, these two have had a few, but it's fine. Like they're not. Right. <laughs> uh, it, something about that episode. I mean, again, I feel like that episode more than any just really gets to the heart of like, yeah, this is a show about play and how good play is and how play is right. necessary for kids and adults to grow. Absolutely. Mm, I might actually save my notes about rig animation for um, our notes from the host. I was just going to say, oh. this uh, show is a great example of an animation technique called rig animation, and I'll elaborate on it a different time, but it's basically mm-hmm. the idea of it's, it's hand-drawn, but you make the characters and then you create little pinpoints in them in the program. And instead of, like, redrawing them every single time, you move those points. And the idea is you create, like, a big database of faces and poses. And basically, Hmm. it's still very expensive and time-consuming, but it's slightly less. Like, it's a way of creating necessary shortcuts to create the amount of animation you need. And I almost didn't believe it. The motions in the show are just so bouncy and awesome. Like, I'm like, there's no way you did this with rig animation. This is incredible. Right. (laughs) Um, do you have any other notes you wanted to cover? You know, just like everything else we cover, talking about it makes me want to go finish watching more. But um, I, I, I really love this. I really love Bluey, <laughs> right. and uh, we hope that you know those of you listening go tr- give it a watch if you haven't already. Um, I feel like so many people already have. But yeah, the internet hype is is all correct. And you know what? Like I feel like our theme in that that we've carried from like twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three has always been like buying into the magic, right? Right. And like this like add this file this under buy in to the magic. Perhaps because maybe the best example we've ever done, if we're being honest. Absolutely. Because that that is who uh, Bandit is. That everything is is more fun when you just buy in, just accept it, buy in. Right, um, and I guess like if I was gonna sum up this show in any uh, great bit, um, have there's an episode called Camping where they go camping. Bluey meets like a vacationing family, and then gets really sad when she realizes the kid's gone, like they've gone away. And this little exchange between Bluey and Chili. Why did John Luke have to go? Well, their holiday was over, honey. But I wanted to keep playing with him. He was my friend. Well, look, sometimes special people come into our lives, stay for a bit, and then they have to go. But that's sad. It is. But the bit where they were here was happy, wasn't it? And I'm like, what a show. Yeah. It it really is therapy for grown-ups for everyone. <laughs> But until the day that we are both uh, animated dogs living casual domestic lives, <laughs> I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. Have a magical day. Thanks for listening. The Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney. Follow us on Twitter at Disney Desk for the latest updates about the show. Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon. For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreon.com slash Disney Desk. 
and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Thank you.